everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramble Shrapnel, where we take little bits and pieces of main episodes from the main playlist of the Ramble Shamble podcast, and we talk about something that you guys mentioned in one of the community discussions. Today, we are going to be carrying on about the episode having to do with food, or food of the future, and this time we chose the response provided by Felix in Discord, and we're going to be talking about that for a little bit. But before we do so, Mackie is joining us once again. Mackie, how are you? Doing good. Uh, I'm glad that we're reaching back into Feud of the Future. There's so much to do, so much to think, so much to eat. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Okay, great. Can you please tell us where everybody can find us? Yes. So, guys, again, we have a Discord channel. Please come join us. You can find us on Discord, but uh, the Discord channel links are on our YouTube channel, where all our links are there to our Twitter, to our Instagram, to our Facebook, as well as to our gaming channel channel called Fumble Shamble, which you guys can come join us and maybe play some games. But Discord is the best way to communicate to us. But feel free to comment on YouTube. We'll also take those suggestions and communicate to you guys through YouTube. But please, Discord is our community that we want to grow, talk with you guys, share ideas, play some games, and yeah, overall have some fun. Great. So the suggestion that was brought forth to us by Felix is about the food that will be eaten when human beings travel across space. And this is a, a very, very interesting topic, which... Surely we both have a, a bunch of ideas about. <laughs> so I'm going to let you start off. What do you think will be the main kind of food stuff that the final frontier will present for humanity or that we will design for it? Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting concept because obviously you know that in spacecrafts they have these vents all around them that they don't want to get clogged up with debris. And that's why you will see them in those like episodes of like Big Bang or other episodes which they portray food in space. And people have like brought cake on board and then that cake would clog up the vents and choke the <laughs> air supply. Oh no, and the rocket's now out of control. But yeah, I don't think it's that extreme. But in terms of maintenance, astronauts have turned basically all the foods into a type of paste. So because paste is easy to just like squirt in your mouth or put on to uh, put on your finger and then suck it up like that. So it's very much all paste. So as little liquid as possible. And it's such an interesting concept because in space, I'm not sure, Jotun, have you seen when the guy Paul or he releases a blob of water? Have you seen like what they, what happens to water when it's in space? Uh, it like doesn't it all separate into different little droplets and globules, and it like forms a perfect little sphere. I think it generally forms a perfect sphere, but it doesn't necessarily separate unless there's some force that's causing the separation. So if you just like uh, get a cup of water and you manage to hold, put your hand on top of the cup and then chuck in a direction, it, it will separate but it would generally stay in a kind of sphere. And it's it's crazy. And that sphere would move in the direction, obviously. And that's the dangers that they pose in space. So for space exploration, the drier, the better. So like bread and stuff, fine, as long as it's not crumbly bread. I see that uh, some uh, space food would be uh, like pitas, because pitas don't generally crumb. But they generally take, stay away from solids and that kind of stuff. So it poses a lot of interesting facts that where we discussed in the episode about the fact that do you think foods will go smaller or softer 
and what effects would that have on humanity? And it's such an interesting concept to have soft food while you're traveling across the cosmos of space. And then would there be any detrimental effect of eating solids after it? Yeah, that, that, that is quite interesting. That's also where my mind went to immediately is that tasty kind of food. Because I was recently watching that or the new season of the Umbrella Academy. And ah. yeah, and that's what the one character was eating. And it, and it, it, it makes sense to me. It really does because you want to be as compact with, with all your foodstuffs as possible and keep it inside of a enclosed little space, which you can easily also get out of that enclosed little space. Because if you, if you rack, vacuum pack everything, then mm-hmm. first of all, it would be kind of bulky because that molecular structure of the food would be maintained. So if you have like a sandwich or something, then there would be all the air pockets inside of the, the, the gluten and the starch of the sandwich. And that's just like wasted space, really. And when, you're, <laughs> when you want to fly into space, you, you want to conserve as much space as possible because what, what's the conversion ratio, ratio? I think it's something like for each kg of weight that you want to take into space, it's something like 10 kgs of jet fuel. That's needed extra. So you, granted, it won't really affect the mass of the food, but inside the actual ship itself, you also want a curtain serve on space. But I think that that's going to be a much longer ways into the future than what Mackie and I were talking about in the main episode, because you'd, you'd have to synthesize all of the compounds and nutrients and things into that paste form without degrading it in some kind of way. What do you think? That that is the interesting factor is that you are right about that whole weight thing that they have to conserve it. And part of what they do is dehydrate things because water forms part of the mass. So like you, how you love your nice chicken breast, uh, that kind of thing, they would strip it from water or like ramen. They will strip it from all its water, freeze dry it. And basically when they're in space, they would pour water into it to rehydrate the food and then it would expand its weight again because obviously now it's been rehydrated. Mm. And I agree with you. It's, it's a little bit far in the future, but some astronauts have really started doing it. There's people that are in space as we speak, probably eating a lot of frozen or slash pasty food. But I do see, or I have heard that a lot of them do miss the sensation of chewing because yeah. all the food is so gentle, so soft, but they, they, they like, they feel like they want to chew something. They want something to bite properly and I feel like that would be me. I, I'm, I'm, I get the cravings every now and again for like some chewing gum or some like gummy sweets just so I can chew on something, have that sensation for my drawers to exercise. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, in the main episode, we were talking about that at, at the moment, it's unreplicable that we can create that kind of mouthfeel. And that's one of the big reasons I personally think that the whole vegan meat craze hasn't really been catching on because people like the feel of eating normal meats. And if you just scale that up to basically be any kind of food, then wow, you know, we're talking about eating here. And I don't really view it as truly eating and having a meal like in the cultural sense and all of that, if it's just become a ritual that you have purely for the reason of keeping yourself alive. I mean, mm. it's, it's, there is a joy to eating. But since, since we were, we, we, I think it's 
a bit further into the future. What 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 do you think of like the way like the way in the future we're going to be doing with food over there? Because I think that <laughs> we will get to a stage where you take like a little uh, kind of like the Nes- Nespresso pocket things, uh, coffee <laughs> things, and you pop it into a microwave and you just switch it on and like 10 seconds later, you've got like, a, yeah, like beautifully buttered lobster over there with some garnished herbs waiting for you. And you put in, so you, you put in some other stuff and you mix and match a meal for yourself. I think, I think that future is definitely waiting for us. We just need to figure out how it works. I think it definitely, I think it's definitely possible, like pin particles from Ant-Man. But I think the approach we will probably do would be dehydrating the, the thing or taking out as much of the substance as possible. But the, the science behind that at the moment, it, it eludes us. It's, it requires a lot of compression energy because we'd have to either compress it, freeze dry it, et cetera, et cetera. But I doubt we'd ever get to the stage where you get your little ta- uh, capsule and put it into the micro, put it into a heating chamber. I, don't, I wouldn't say microwave because microwave is just too, too primitive to say that. And I think it would be quite a stretch that you put a little ch- capsule in this device press a button and then all of a sudden it's perfectly cooked lobster like so succulent and tender like it'll just break you don't have to get those like lobster cracking machines you just pull it apart and there's a flesh and so fleshy as well as you got the perfect season and the butter for some random reasons on top of that lobster where the heck did the butter come from so Mm -hmm. i feel like the way that we would go is that we would have a steak and it would be uncooked steak. It won't, probably won't be cooked. Like you would have uncooked steak or uncooked ingredients and you'll put it into the little thing, deep, beep, beep, boop, and then bling, there's your uncooked ingredients ready for you to cook. Oh no, man. You must dare to dream. Dare to dream, Matthew. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think we, I think we will get to that stage. It, it, it might take a bit longer than what, what I'm thinking of, but. I, th- I think there's a lot of potential in compressing the space between atoms enough so that because what like 90, geez, 99.999% of an atom or something is empty space. And if we just figure out how to... How to compress it. Yeah, compress it enough so that the all the little, the, the subatomic particles are still able to freely move around while maintaining the the atomic structure, the molecular structure, and the organic structure of that food, then I think it's definitely possible. And I mean, you can break you can break that down into already three smaller steps, and then we just need to figure out the technology to to make it work. As an engineer, the biggest worry that comes to my mind are the people who are more daring or less educated, if, if I may say, that will take this capsule and swallow the capsule because they say, hey, it's a whole lobster. I, I, why must I put it in this <laughs> little machine to make the lobster? And they swallow this capsule and they go, ah, ha, ha, I'm doing some exercise and all of a sudden they puncture, They have two lobster claws puncturing through them like alien. <laughs> I'm sorry. But as an engineer, we are designed to design things for the stupid or the people who dare to trick like people know that they should not put a potato in a microwave without puncturing some holes yet we still do it 
Yeah. People know they should have put an egg in a microwave. Yet we still do it. We have little kids do it in the now and thing, and you just hear the. So I'm, I have a suspicion that this capsule is going to be like a revolutional thing, and they're going to have so many warning tabs on it saying, "Do not consume, do not uh, put it down toilet, do not do this, do not do that," and one of them is, "Do not consume. If consume, rush to the hospital." <laughs> oh come on, man! Don't don't poke holes in my things with your engineering arguments again. <laughs> But I, I can, as, as, as someone who also needs to think a little bit ahead about people's actions while they're playing video games, I can definitely attest to the fact that, you know, Murphy's Law, any, any error that can come about due to the actions of a human being will come about. And so I can definitely <laughs> agree with you there. But so, so you can just think people, uh, Let's not kid ourselves. People are busy and our time is limited. So imagine uh, to just to carry on with your idea there. Like I know I only have five minutes to, to eat uh, in this particular day because work is just so busy and hectic. And I know that I need a certain amount of food and I'm intermittent fast. So my solution to this would be I'm going to just swallow five of these capsules to get enough of that food <laughs> and be sustained and feel full and feel satisfied while I work. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, there's that heat inside your nice warm stomach and 20 the, minutes later... The liquid later, from the acids. Yeah, and 20 minutes later, it just, like, expands. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, people with ruptured stomachs appearing all over in hospitals. <laughs> So I can I can definitely concede that point with you. Uh, uh, it's just it's such an interesting way of thinking because obviously that that's the whole point of they like again going back to the astronauts they rehydrated with water and but if they ate it as raw for starters they will probably really not enjoy it because it'll be like eating cardboard and trying to suck it in. But to add on to it, it would be your acids or your liquids inside your body would also be absorbed by that. So in a way, you'll be a lot more full. Like rice. Rice is a good example is that it makes you fuller because it absorbs all the water. And I feel like that's what the capsules would do. So you storing five would be a bit of an extreme. But I can, you know, you definitely will have those guys that say, because these capsules will probably take like realistically 20 minutes to cook or 20 minutes to prepare. And some people say, hey, I have, I have my work done. I need to go in the next two minutes. Hey, I'll just swallow it and hope for the best. And boom. And then there's a big traffic accident. And this nice prepared full course turkey dinner is now <laughs> puncturing, exploded from this guy's stomach all in front of his uh, windscreen or astronaut suit. But not even, like, even if something absolutely calamitous didn't happen, just the discomfort of eating a whole <laughs> meal in two minutes. It would ruin people. Oh, but then, but then you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to admit, then you would have like your, what are they called? Gurgitators, those people that eat professionally in contests. Oh, like yeah. They would have training sessions with that kind of stuff. So you would definitely <laughs> still get people who would still live with that discomfort. Despite all warnings and everything, people will do it for like just the sheer thrill of the adventure. Like saying, people have survived eating 
five tubs of ice cream. This ta- this capsule contains ten liters of ice cream, more than uh, than five tubs. I'll consume this, and then all of a sudden, they're like 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 are their nose, are their mouth just like pouring ice cream? <laughs> Dude, just imagine people people like the Darwin Awards exist for a reason. People would totally yeah. do the weirdest stuff. Imagine the the cinnamon challenge, but with with that Ooh. kind of thing, people would Ooh. definitely do that. I can, 100%. I can want, yeah, I I foresee it. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was our little discussion on food of the future, capsules and pastes. Please check out the other episodes. We like talking about these little bits and pieces. Even even though we don't talk about everything, we just love looking through all of your responses and the wacky things that you guys also suggest. So please, on the main channel or the main playlist, listen to an episode that piques your interest. Well, the current episode will be best because then we haven't done a, a ramble shrapnel bit about it yet. But even on the old ones, comment, let us know what you guys think and reach out. Yeah. Again, where can we be found, Mackie? Discord, YouTube, Twitter, hopefully Twitch in some near future, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if I said that already, but Discord is our main way to find us. Look on Discord. We can also, we have, we post on Google Podcasts. We post on Spotify, as you probably are listening through Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Rumble, Rumble. Yeah. As soon, I'm not too sure, sure if that's already done now, Rumble. And uh, pretty much as many platforms as we can because we want to reach out to you guys. Yeah. So keep an eye out, people. We'll see you soon. That was Mackie and Yurton once again for presenters. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.